Bonjour, Monsieur Mademoiselle! It's uh, Chappie, the British butler, joining you again on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. It's actually episode Nuth, number nine, in our merry little merry-go-round of fun every week, sometimes twice a week if I have enough stamina, if I have enough cups of tea, both PG tips and Lapsang Souchong. And I've just actually stumbled over rather nice uh, black currant uh, cordial tea. Um, rather delicious, very soothing on the throat, uh, made, made by Ahmed Teas of London. Absolutely phenomenal, to be honest. Um, so, things I've learned through the, uh, through the course of the week is um, try to learn how to braid my daughter's hair. Now, there are a lot of dad hacks on around at the moment um, on how to braid hair. One is like putting in a vacuum cleaner. Maybe I'm thinking about something else, actually. Um, but I don't know how many YouTube videos I watched in tandem, you know, grabbing the three pieces of the hair by the pinky, twisting round, spinning it. Oh my gosh, it was incredibly difficult. And uh, I think I'm gonna have to go back to hairdresser school. I mean, it's hard enough to get a perfect quiff, let alone, uh, let alone braiding. I mean, you need to go to dad finishing school, I think, to get this correct. Absolutely incredible, incredibly difficult and uh, feeling a little bit of a uh, loser dad right now. Um, but I did find out that I'm rather good on a child's bike. So I had to bike up to my pool on my daughter's bike and I, I looked like a cross between Coco the Clown and John Wayne. My legs were so far apart. Um, so severe uh, pulling of the calf muscles I think but I actually prefer a smaller bike and I and I suddenly realized I think I'm much better overall with shorter golf clubs kneeling a little bit more and on a shorter bike and I think it's something to do with um, having a very short torso or sorry a very long torso and short legs I think it's something to do with that I think I need a smaller bike you know long arms that can stretch down to the handlebars but short legs I mean I look like a complete uh, freak to be honest but I think that's what I'm gonna go out and purchase small bike so I can practice with my long arms and my short legs so welcome along to the podcast it's lovely 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 to have you here it's an absolutely boiling day here in Colorado um, and uh, looking forward to entertain you over the course of the next millennia um so some of the things we may or may not be talking about this week can't sleep then give the snoring kids a haircut are you coming out of the virus a chunk a hunk or a drunk wartime stalk saved by reporter goes awol how sexy are your stamens the rise of the bouquet snob um arguing over chores and childcare. maybe your relationship isn't gay enough 
The Cocktails of the Summer and My Barman by Stanley Tushi. And we're going to be talking about what vessels you'd use to transport your nightly cocktail. But you have to be a little bit discreet out there. I mean, I did think about taking the martini glass with a dirty olive in the middle, but it might upset the neighbours, certainly. So probably not a good idea. Um, And also along the boozy subject, the great wine debate. Are you an ice or no ice kind of guy or gal? It'd be lovely to hear about that. And when it comes to hosiery and tightsgate, obviously had the Royal Tightsgate a few weeks ago. Are you a nude hose versus naked legs? So, ladies and mantelpieces, nude hose versus naked legs. Um, something to uh, really delve into and uh, get your mind around today on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Um, while things really do make our hearts sing during the lockdown and beyond, and for the second week in a row, lockdown porn is a turn on for DIY sex tape Queen Cindy Gallup. Now, if I ever change my name, I think I want to change my name to Cindy Gallup. I think if I be- be- become a porn star queen, uh, maybe Cindy Gallup is the way forward. Um, and thinking about Puff the Farting Dragon lived in my pants and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Fartily. Maybe we will uh, drill into that subject uh, a little bit later. Um, the double agent, his lover, the file MI5 refuses to release. And lusty ladies aren't unusual. Tom Jones, Nicholas Throne competition. Granny panties versus the thong. What sort of velocity? Do you need a little bit more elastic in there for the catapult thong? Or because the granny panties are heavier, do they travel through the air with the greatest of ease? We will be uh, examining all of these topics on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Believe it or not, we've made it to nine episodes. I know. And so many people trying to get us off the air. Heard a lovely um, album. Oh, sorry. Lovely um, article in the week in the London Times by the lovely Dolly Alderton. Um, who is a regular for the Sunday Times anyway. And she sort of sort of hit nostalgia on the head. Um, she was saying that live albums are making her feel better. When the future is uncertain, the, the comforting pull of nostalgia is strong. And she said she can't stop listening to live albums at the moment. They're a daily highlight of the lockdown routine. In the past few months, she's uh, been listening to Paul Simon live at Central Park. Carnegie Hall listening to Bill Withers who sadly passed away uh, a few um, a few months ago um, wonderful uh, version of uh, Lovely Day um, absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic voice in the sort of blues and soul genre um, she's also laughed alongside drunken students while John Martin tries to locate a cable on stage obviously John Martin the infamous drunken uh, rock impresario um, and then, like many others, she'd spent spring in solitude. And like many others, she's found longing for company to almost be overwhelming at different points. Um, she never thought she'd miss observing the various shoes and conversations on the Northern Line tube carriage, singing loudly with a sweaty friend as they queue up for drinks at 1am and a packet of crisps. Now, I wonder if Dolly's a barbecue flavor fan, maybe salt and vinegar. 
How about a beef monster munch or beef pickled onion? I bet she loves that. Um, and she read in the pandemic has meant that we're now living in the eternal present. We cannot make plans or contemplate the future. Therefore, the day we are currently living has to be enough. This is in direct conflict with the Western sensibilities, which tells us that happiness lies in the upcoming acquisition of stuff, a holiday, a pair of shoes, a new lover, a new haircut. Now all those things have been taken away from us. We have to find satisfaction in what is actually happening rather than the hope of what might happen. And once we stretched our mindfulness muscles for all it's worth, we can also retreat into the past. So, I mean, I think music is, 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 is a huge part of that, as Dolly said. Um, part of uh, part of music is nostalgia. I think every song takes you back to a moment in time, whether it's a breakup, whether it's a first kiss, whether it's getting drunken on quadruple gin and tonics at the uh, Duke of Devonshire Arms in Portsmouth. Um, your dear host may be um, may be a party to that, um, but it, it really it really does carry a lot of nostalgia. It's, it's, it's almost like I remember the, the first young lady, um, not who I ever set eyes on, but the first lady I ever had a crush on, crush on for some reason, Peter Cetera's Glory, Glory of Love was playing in the background constantly for two weeks. So that rather cheesy, yacht rockish anthem, Glory of Love, I'm never going to forget it. I mean, and, and you just can't. I mean, she talks about Paul Simon calling out what a great album Graceland was. But for me, as I said, it's, it's stuff like Peter Cetera or the first time, time I heard Copacabana or, um, or I'm a Barbie girl or something like that. It really does stick in the mind. Now, as I was pedaling ferociously on my daughter's bike earlier, my knees up to my, uh, my double chin, I, um, I did um, have playing in my ears um my sweet lord george harrison which i thought you know oh dear well maybe maybe the trash truck's gonna come and knock me over and what a perfect song to um be my epitaph my sweet lord george harrison um but anyway music is uh, nostalgic it does get you in a good mood it does take you back to bygone times everything that we are all about on uh, keep calm and cauliflower cheese so Giles Corrin talked about in the week, um, he's having awful sleep at the moment, um, as we all are, and a pretty lucid dream some of us are having as well. Uh, now, I don't know if the Gruyere gives you more lucid dreams, dreams than a mature cheddar, which obviously is uh, your dear host, the British butler's favourite, a very wax-coated uh, mature cheddar that uh, makes you need to have a sip of tea straight afterwards. Um, but he was talking about some of the things that you should be doing whilst you can't sleep properly, whether it's you're not getting enough activity in the day or just the monotony of working from home. Uh, number one, catch up on your fraudulent business loan applications. Apparently, 25% of those have been made under the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme are bogus. Load up your car with all your junk, cleared out of your house in the bored Maria Condo sessions over the last three months in preparation for some local dumps opening up. Now, um, I think I've gained more stuff. I think I've regained old sweaters that um, had gone missing that I found during lockdown. So I don't think I've Maria Condored anything. I think I've actually gained more stuff during lockdown. More kids' pictures, more books that I was looking for, DVDs that I couldn't find that I had time to find. Stuff that I thought I had honestly got rid of 
are now back in a box under the bed ready to go. And when I say back in a box under bed ready to go, I'm not talking about Hustle or Playboy or anything like that. Um, release the three tiger cubs you bought after watching the two episodes of Tiger King and thinking, what about what about owning tigers is cool? Just don't think about the meat bill. Are tigers a fillet steak sort of animal? Would they eat dog meat? Which, you know, could be quite economical. Or, you know, are they the filet mignon? Are they, you know, do they like a little bit of beef wellington with a bit of mushroom pate tucked in the middle? Who knows? Sit at your computer repeatedly, refreshing the UK holiday webpage. You filled a request for the last five miles of the seaside any week this summer, any number of guests, any price, and then being told there's nothing there since till 2025. Join the back of the queue at your local McDonald's drive through If you get there by 2 a.m., you should be in line for the Egg McMuffin. They are serving Egg McMuffins all day, uh, ladies, and, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and take a photo of your bog roll mountain and get it up on eBay. It's time to start using the, gar uh, the garage again. I nearly said garage. So it's, I'm on a constant battle between Americanisms and Britishisms. So it's garage, garage, tomato, tomato. Well, I never say uh, tomato, to be honest. Um, but I mean, again, if you're going to build a, a, a bog roll pyramid, toilet roll pyramid, uh, for us, uh, uh, for us uh, American listeners out there, um, are you are you an angel uh, an angel uh, toilet roll fan? Uh, do you do you prefer the Charmin? Um, what's the one with the uh, with the uh, with the big bears all over it? I mean, you need something thick, absorbent. I imagine that forms a good foundation for the pyramid if you are doing that. As I said a few weeks ago. Building pyramids of tea bags really doesn't work at all because once the tea bags dry out, they lose, you know, any sort of grip that they had and then tumble to the floor. So don't do that. But maybe uh, building a pyramid out of those extra bog rolls could be uh, could be the could be the way forward. Do some gardening. Everybody's gardening at the moment. And the great thing about gardening at night is even though you haven't looked at the garden in months, it's all, it's all just all about scorched uh, fox, uh, fox poop everywhere, shit everywhere, rattlesnakes. It'll look so fine in the dark. Now, that is something that I have had. You know, I was under the impression that if I let the dongs uh, defecate uh, in the garden for about three or four months and not pick it up, then maybe I'll start growing some wonderful legumes. Maybe carrots or parsnips or radish might sprout up, you know, or, or, or maybe some wonderful potatoes for the for the uh, for the autumn uh, mashed potato fest or something along those lines. But alas, I think I'm going to have to wait for these uh, beauties to dry up. I'm going to have to double bag my hands and I'm going to have to go out there and forage and I'm going to have to clear up all the mess outside uh, outside of the uh, outside of the house. It could be a big job. I may need a shovel. It may be a sweltering job and certainly the corona masks would come in very handy I think for such a errant task. Karen always uh, also talks about the um, getting rid of the yeast and flour that we built up with. Now, I've actually uh, perfected my pastry skills. As I talked about in another podcast, hot hands is the death knell to making pastry. And I've tried absolutely everything. Freezing my hands in the freezer for about 10 minutes before I start kneading the dough. But um, the food processor is your friend. So I've, you know, I've made some wonderful quiches, 
Cornish pasties have been an absolute delight. I've actually posted some pictures of the pasties on uh, on Twitter. I think I think that is the uh, that is the way um, that is the way forward. Um, improving your pastry skills, and you can use a lot of the flour. I have lost the bread machine though. That's something that didn't Maria conda that. It's somewhere in the basement. Have absolutely no idea where uh, where it is, and need to uh, need to find it as uh, need to find it as soon as possible. Um, and I know a lot of people are um, <laughs> are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, mimicking famous people and their their moot um but the you can hear the audio of trump or boris johnson and their fantastic very expressive facial expressions all over twitter at the moment so you're getting you know the trump smirk out there you know the uh rolling of the eyes not looking at the camera some of these comedians are doing an absolutely fantastic job you should check them out one of them is uh uh, I think Maggie Foster, um, and uh, she's all over the web doing impressions of uh, Boris Johnson. She hasn't quite got the dishevelled hair, but uh, that'll probably come uh, very shortly. So I think now everybody's out and about, walking again, getting back out there, um, enjoying the uh, sun, sea, and sangria. Now sangria would be an excellent uh, cocktail to have whilst one walks um goes on the dog walk in the evening now what vessel are you using for the discreet cocktail on the dog walk um i've slipped a, a couple of pieces of uh, lime into a hendrix and tonic and carrying it around in a hydro flask i've seen people use starbucks mugs um i've even seen people use i think sippy kids beakers as well anything you can do to disguise the fact that you have a very alcoholic beverage uh, whilst on the dog walk and d let's face it we all need it we've been locked down for about seven or eight weeks here and we need a little bit of something that we like in the evening and why not have a gin and tonic hendrix and tonic in uh, in the in the hydro flask whilst dog walking it's absolutely fantastic the walk goes a lot quicker the dog's happy because you walk further everybody is indeed a uh, a winner i think uh, in that in, the, in certainly in that case there's a big debate at the moment about should one add ice or no ice into wine. So sensible sunny day wine drinkers have been chucking ice cubes into overheated glasses for wine for years. Cooling down, drinking wine on sultry days is about keeping hydrated and you know enjoying the fun of it all. Um, I think ice even helps the hangover. Who knows? Cutting wine with ice cubes or a squirt of soda water does the trick when the mercury rises and unlike wine purists no problem either jazzing up a cheaper rosé or white wine with fruit and sprigs of mint dropping ice cube wedges and orange slices in there if it's a jug of sangria um i'd love a i would love a jug of sangria attached to a panama hat with straws draping down into the mouth i think that would be an absolutely cooling summer treat as the sun hits the yard arm what do you think where I draw the line is that wine producers claim that their wines can only be served on the rocks. So you've got a, a absolute nonsense. You've got a Moet Chardon, um, you know, in 2011, talked about summer champagne sales. Um, Moet Ice Imperial, designed to be drunk on the rocks. What Moet failed to suggest is that the outrageously high levels of residual sugar that 
uh, cloying ice imperial contains. So these drinks, um, the some of the producers are making lots and lots of sugar in there. But at the same fact, why not why not take a, a proper glass of moe? If you're doing the champers, if you're doing the bolly, baby, then um, you know just add uh, add ice to the bolly. Don't you know? Don't go down these ice cooler spritzer levels. Um, I don't have any problem. I mean, I would put ice in a in a in a in a glass of Stella to be honest. I mean, just add you know water it down a little bit. Just add another bottle. Add another add another can of Stella um over the ice and it makes a it makes a very refreshing uh, summer drink in my opinion so big debate going around for our lady listeners and maybe more of the discerning male listeners uh rolls tights gate nude tights versus naked legs now are, do you prefer the nude leg or the nude tight and there's obviously been a big discussion amongst the duchess of cambridge um, and um, the Duchess of Sussex regarding, you know, new tights versus um, uh, versus naked legs. The Duchess of Cambridge has been the most famous advocate of the new tights since Thora Heard, very famous older lass in a British comedy in the 1980s, um, and was forced to witness a summer breeze whipping around her young daughter's ankles in front of a global audience. I wonder what uh, Her Majesty's face would do if she knew that um, that her daughter had attended a wedding in bare legs in a bright yellow pair of Crocs. So one of the one of the most fascinating things is any and again a, a gentleman reading this is always very amusing to me. Any woman who's wrestled with a gusset on a hot day wrestling with one's gusset will be able to confirm that hosiery has become a culture war all of its own in the last five years under the influence of the year-round denier denners such as anna winter of vogue who in front of staffers braves the snowy polar vortex of 2014 in bare legs and strappy sandals many of us have shed our sausage-like casings embraced the ease of the leg tint and the midi skirt instead so big debate are you tights New tights or a naked leg? What do you prefer? I, um, myself, when I was playing an ugly sister many years ago, when I tread the boards in my youth, I also went, always went for the tights and the garter belt. Absolutely fabulous. So there's a fascinating piece uh, on the news in the week about Kevin Braddock, where height matters being short in a tall man's world. He's five foot five, three inches taller than Prince. On a bad day, he wonders why still tall men get all the luck. For the past two decades, Kevin's been adept with the iron-on hem and scissors toiling into the night to make alterations on literally every pair of jeans and trousers he's bought. Shirts, jerseys and jackets are left less problematic because it's his legs that are on the ditty side. A stocky type, ten stone on with sticky out bum, chunky calves and bulging thighs. He's been a keen runner and cyclist for years. As for the rest of me, he came out all bruised resulting in a heavy brow. Uh, and uh, his head shaved <laughs> his hairs began began departing as fast as salvage demon arrived in the 90s now i can commiserate with the author of this piece um i i do have short legs for for a tall man six foot two strapping butler i do have um very short legs and an incredibly long 
uh, torso and and it and it can be i have to say problematic difficult to get trousers get, difficult to get trousers when you've got a 30 inch leg and then uh, you're, you're like a giant going to the heavens in terms of torso when i'm on an airplane and if every one of my partner's friends goes to the bathroom then um, when he or she comes back they can see me i'm almost like a giraffe above everybody else you know on the airplane above everybody else's seat they can see me luscious locks swaying in the the, the breeze of the uh, coronavirus coming out of the uh, portals of the airplane but they can see me you know they know where they're seated it's one of the benefits it's like putting a bookmark in a book you can see chappy at the back of the plane because he's so f his header in the clouds compared to everybody else so i certainly certainly commiserate with kevin um i don't know if uh, tall men have all the luck um I, I think a little bit of wit and charm and a witty repartee and some good humor can uh, win over even the even the hardest uh, and uh, bitter of lasses Yes, it's uh, Tales from La Campagna. My rather naughty, slightly rascalous, dodgy uncle is living in the south of France. And I correspond with him now and again. Entertaining fellow, without a doubt. Um, but this week, he was telling me about a friend that... Uh, that he knows, Claude Mahmoud, who bakes the most perfect of baguettes. And he wanted to share this with you uh, over the airwaves. Can you think of anything more quintessential French than a baguette? The recipe, my uncle tells me, is very simple. You need the flour, yeast, water, and salt. Yet, here in France, not anybody, nobody can certainly make bread at home. So, He's in, in Paris in the 14th district. Um, my uncle ran into a French baker, Mahmoud, an artisanal baker, son of a baker. They've been making bread since a year dot, basically. And Mahmoud is the master of bread making, making the giant loaf. He's even won an award for the biggest, best, stiffest baguette in Paris. Wow, ladies. Um, the baguette is traditional and different because it's a different process to most other breads. It's, it's not something you can actually make quickly. And if you don't respect the time and the tradition, it's never going to come out very well. Making a baguette is more complex and time consuming than you think. Every step requires um, the kneading of the dough, starting making the dough at 5 a.m., adding the flour and water, kneading it then at 8 a.m., adding yeast, salt and water again. Water is the key to a good baguette. It has to be controlled temperature. If the dough is too cold, he's going to add some warm water. And he'd like to add some cold water after that if it's too hot. And again, it's in the hands. He can sense in the hands what the dough temperature should be. And this is what my uncle, he was like on FaceTime, like kneading. He was showing me how to knead the dough. He was clasping his hands together. This is what you need. Your hands and the water cannot be too hot when kneading it. If it's not hot, 
If it's too hot, add a little bit of cold water. If it's if it's if it's not hot enough, add some warm water. Anyway, I I didn't get him to demonstrate his kneading skills on the FaceTime call, but um, absolutely fabulous. Mahmoud, the French baker that he met, uh, told him that the key to making great baguettes is the heat and temperature of the water. Oh yes, it's watch wankers of the web, my dears. <laughs> so, Twitter is a wonderful platform, unless uh, Trump is spouting nonsense over it. I wonder if he actually has a, a driving glove or he wears two golf gloves. He'd be perfect for watch wankers of the web. Um, anyway, so today's watch wankers of the web, basically it's uh, some tosser with a uh, very expensive Breitling or Rolex or Omega watch on and um, he's presenting it to the camera and people are recording this uh, doing a little quick snapshot selfie of one's hand and wrist with the watch upon it um, and today's is an absolute beauty might be the worst or probably the best glove shot we've ever had can you ever comprehend leaving a house like this? And basically, it's a lizard glove that shows a little bit of skin near the wrist. There's some holes all over it, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's graved and emboshed and covered with lizard scale all over it. There's a gold Rolex uh, adorning the wrist there. A little gold clasp bracelet on there as well. This is a man's hand. It looks very masculine. A little tattoo there underneath. And the comments, I love the glove, I would wear it. The hard drive recovery team are on the way. It's matching though. Um, and then a blood-sucking gnome on Twitter said, that's what Godzilla said, certainly something to knoweth and how to celebrate. Most extreme case of frog mutatosis I've ever seen. Uh, a classless Alan Partridge. Ninja Turtle. Marvel superhero and the last one which is an absolute beauty imagine having a danger wank with that glove on well thank you very much for listening uh, this afternoon and every uh, week on a Friday we normally record these podcasts it's lovely to know that you're out there and the support is phenomenal so I'd like to close I think being landlocked for so many years has made me rather nostalgic for the uh, seaside whether it's Ibiza, Mallorca, Cornwall, the Norfolk coast. But this is a lovely little poem to end with, with uh, from uh, Trevor Jenkins. The sun shines down upon the sand, lovers walking hand in hand. Foaming surf licks at their feet. It's such a lovely place to meet. Each other when in love so true, beside the sea so clear and blue. The children chatter, laugh and play, spending their time here during the day. Upon the sand they have to run and play in the sea whilst having fun. To them a day upon the sand is nothing other than the rather grand. But the tide comes in and washes away castles of sand that took all day. For children to build and dads to help, with dogs running round and barking a yelp. Deck chairs set all in a row, with colourful patterns all of a glow. Filled with old ladies taking a nap, with handbags and brollies clutched close to their lap. Hubbies are snoring along by their side, 
head passing back and mouth open wide, passing the time as their life ebbs away, dreaming of times they used to play, cricket and football and all other games, like darts in the pub and chasing the dames. The noise and the bustle from funfair rides, ghost trains, dodgems, helter-skelter slides, screams from the ladies riding the dipper, fun whilst it lasts for the seaside day tripper. Mothers and kiddies and babies and prams stuffing their faces with ice cream and jam. Those who floss stuck it to a stick with the ice lolly that just needs a lick. These are the things that go on all day here by the seaside in one holiday. Ladies and mantelpieces, Godspeed. Enjoy yourselves this week. Enjoy the sun. Put the Factor 50 on. The knotted handkerchief. Wetted is a great uh, chappy British butler tip. Keeps you cool. You can put it on the neck afterwards. You can swipe up any sweat and any uh, any dripping magnum lollies as well. Handkerchief is always one of rather wonderful. So long, cheerio. Talk to you soon. <laughs>